Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Father God, we thank you once again this morning. We just come before you. We ask God for understanding, wisdom, and revelation. We pray it all that you instruct us in your word. Give us courage, give us strength, give us consolation. And let your word come alive, even as we receive it. For effectual transformation and healing of all our pains and pressures. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we, we're going to continue with the comfort of the scriptures, which we started a few weeks ago. <clears throat> this is past three. And uh, our main text is read Romans uh, 15, verse number four. Romans 15, verse number four. For whatsoever things we are written, after time, were written for our learning. <clears throat> That we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. And the last time I tried to explain to you what the comfort of the scripture stands for. Here I say that we might have hope. That is to say, the scripture does not only comfort us, but it gives us hope. Now what is hope? The Greek word for hope is elpis, which means to anticipate, usually with pleasure, to anticipate, to hope for something with pleasure, to have expectation with joy. When you are hoping as revealed in the scriptures, there is a kind of joy that comes to you. You're believing for something that you have not seen, but you're hoping it will come to pass because God said so. And you're hoping with joy, even though you've not seen it. You have that conviction that it will surely come to pass. Why? Because God said it. You just know it for certain. The circumstance may not be speaking well. The situation may not be what will give you joy. But you know it is written. God said it. And the hope is coming. And then you have joy in your heart. That no matter what is going on, there is an answer. No matter what is going on, there is a solution. No matter the darkness before you, there's light on the other side. You have hope. Why? Because it is written. Because the Lord said it. Because the word is given to you. So we're talking about the hope and the comfort of the scriptures. By implication, if you can understand what the scripture says. If you can understand what God is saying in his word. If you can stay with what he's saying. You begin to derive pleasure. Even in life. Because you know that on a daily basis, God will fulfill what he has promised to fulfill. 
Hallelujah. It means expectation with confidence. That's hope. Expectation with confidence. You trust that no matter what happened, I have my conviction. The God who gave me the promises will bring it to pass. No matter what happened, I know where God said I'm going to be, I'm going to be there. Confidence, expectation. You have come to that conclusion in your life that you are not failing because God has given you a word about your life and about your future. We're talking about confidence, expectation. We know men will be wondering what can give you such hope because it will be shocking for them to see that you have joy in the midst of conflict. You have hope in the midst of dissolution. You see standing strong when you people and others seem to be falling. And they'll be wondering what is giving you that conviction. It's because it is written and God has given you a word for your life. So we have that expectation based on conviction and confidence of what God has spoken. And that is faith. And that is hope. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So I, I needed to get this right. That is why you should study the word. That is why you should fervently seek the father. That is why your hope will always rely on what God has spoken and what God has promised and what God has determined to do in the life of his people. Amen. Let me give you a simple illustration with the life of Daniel. Daniel chapter 9. And uh, we'll look at verse number 1 and 2. Daniel chapter 9 verse number 1 and 2. Here is a man that is in captivity in Babylon. And the Bible says, In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of the Medes, Thank you, Father. Which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, the Babylon. In the first year of the reign, of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of years whereof the wealth of the Lord came to Jeremiah, the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in desolation of Jerusalem. Now, those words came from Jeremiah 25, verse 12, then 29, verse 10. Listen to this. Daniel was in captivity. Ordinarily, it's like all hope was lost. Nobody have understanding of what was going to happen in the next few years. But Daniel understood by the books. He went to the scriptures. He saw what was written. He had hope. He had conviction. And he went to the Lord and he said, Hey, sir, you better listen to this. According to what you wrote down or you gave to the prophet Daniel, I mean Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 25 verse 12, Jeremiah 29 verse 10, you made us understand that after 70 years, we must get out of Babylon. Now it is 70 years. We can continue to be here. It's about time we go back home. And the Bible says, 
Daniel took the word of the Lord from the scripture and gave it back to God. And God honored his word. The scripture said more than his name. So what's the next thing that happened? The children of Israel were released from Babylon just because one man discovered what God said in his word. It didn't require a whole nation to get themselves out of Babylon. It required just one man who have understanding of the scriptures. The comfort and hope of the scriptures were revealed to Daniel. And Daniel took it to the Lord and he said, this is what you said. You can turn back on your words. You can change your mind. You are the one that fulfilled your words as expected. You said it's 70 years. Now it is 70 years. We can continue to remain here in Babylon. We got to go. And because of that, God raised up King Cyrus to make the declaration to get the children of Israel out of Babylon. If you understand the word of God, you can pray your family out of trouble. If you understand the promises of God, you can pray your children out of trouble. If you know what God has in mind for you as a family, you can pray yourself out of any bad situation that you find yourself. When men are crying, there is comfort of hope of the scriptures. When men are in sorrow, there is confidence, conviction of the scriptures that God has given to you. And with that alone, why man in pain, you are rejoicing. Why man in sorrow, you are in joy. Because there's pleasure that comes to you with that conviction of what God has spoken. Hallelujah. <clears throat> so I needed to get the point right. Daniel got the whole of Israel out of Babylon because he understood the scriptures. We're talking of the comfort and the hope of what? Of the scriptures. Where is your hope? Where is your conviction? Where do you have your comfort in? Where do you really have your joy in? I mean, are you looking at tomorrow? With which eyes are you looking at tomorrow? Are you seeing anything ahead of you? With what conviction are you seeing that? Have you actually gone to the scriptures and God has given you a word about your future, about your tomorrow? How are you responding to the words that God is speaking to you most often, even in your dreams? Hallelujah. We're talking about the comfort and hope of what? Of the scriptures. It can fail. That is one thing I want you to understand. It never fails. It can never fail. Because God honors his word more than his name. Except he hasn't given it to you. If God says you are going to be a rich man, you are just going to be a rich man. No matter what is going on. No matter the time and the season. If God says you are going to be a rich man, you are going to be a rich man. Nothing can stop it. No power, no spirit, no devil can stand the word of God. Hallelujah. Go with me to the book of Psalm 119. <clears throat> Psalm 119, I read 116. David is speaking here. He said, Uphold me according unto the word that I may live and let me not be ashamed <coughs> sorry of my hope 
that I may live and let me not be ashamed of my hope. Praise the living God. Are you with me? Thank you. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Uphold me. I want you to pay close attention to this. Uphold me according to that word. Mm. That I may live. Uphold me according to thy word by implication. Your word has promised me life. So no matter what I'm passing through now, may your word come alive in my life. Are you there with me? Take it from the Amplified. Amplified says, Uphold me according to your promises that I may live and let me not be put to shame in my hope. Hallelujah. Look at that. Uphold me according to your promise that I may live and let me not be put to shame in my hope. There is hope of the comfort of the scriptures. So the promises of God are ye and amen, even in Christ. And David is saying, I will live no matter what is going on. Hallelujah. Therefore, at this stage, uphold me according to your promises. Amen. And how are you going to find the promises of God in the scriptures? How are you going to find the promises of God as he speaks to you? As he calls your attention to what he has in mind for you? As you come to the conclusion of what God says about you? So that when situation looks rough, you can say, Father, according to your promises, uphold me. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Some of you will not understand part of what I'm saying this morning. But I pray that God will give you insight. Amen. Uphold me according to your promise that I may live. And let not me be put to shame in my hope. Hope according to your promises. Hallelujah. And you know what was going on with David's life? Saul was after him. Absalom was after him. I mean, you know what was going on in his life. It was a horrible situation. But David would not give up hope. He has conviction of the father who made him a king. He trusted in the promises of God for his life. That is the comfort of the scriptures. That is why you need to hear God. That is why you need to at least receive a revelation from the word of God. I am saying, no matter how rough a situation will be in your home, if you can get a word from the Lord, if you can get a scripture that relates to your situation, you're going to have that confidence. You're going to have that hope. You're going to have that trust. Hallelujah. Knowing God will sustain you in the midst of the struggle by reason of his promises. Praise the living God. I said, praise the living God. Go to verse 15 of Psalm 119. 
David is speaking. This is my comfort and consolation in my affliction that your world have revived me and given me life. Hallelujah. <coughs> Sorry. Your world have revived me and done what? And given me life. This is my consolation. In times of my affliction, so no matter the rest level of affliction we are going through, there's a place for consolation that comes through the word of God. As you read the word, as you hear the word, as you believe in what God is saying, there's a place of consolation. There's a place of hope. There's a place of rejoicing. You will live. I say you will live. Because God's word will not only give you consolation, it will give you life. David said, this is my comfort and consolation in my affliction. That your word have revived me and given me what? Life. You will live. By reason of the word of the Lord, there is life for you. Praise the living God. Amen. That your word have revived me and given me life. And it's so important you understand that. That the word of the Lord can revive you. He can give you life. If only you can find the word. The word of the Lord can revive you. The word of the Lord can give you life. The word of the Lord can give you consolation. If only you can find it. It's so important you understand what I'm saying to you this morning. That your life will not rest on your own imagination or thoughts. Your world, I mean your life will not rely on what you see that's going on around you. Your life is not going to rest on what people say about you. Your life must rest on what? On the word of God. There is not only consolation, there is life that comes from the word of the Lord. Amen? Praise the living God. Let me give you a simple illustration here on how when God begins to speak, how God can use people to bring consolation to you. It has to do with the word of the Lord. Amen? First Kings 17 and verse 9. Look at from verse 9. First Kings 17 verse 9. Now this is God speaking to Elijah. Elijah was, you know, there was famine in the land. And uh, remember, it was at the brook Cheren. And that's where the Bible said the ravens were feeding him. You can get some miraculous things about that. Ravens were only feeding on dead things. But here Davis, I mean ravens were preserving food for Elijah. When God is on your side, even the dead things come alive. Hallelujah. Now, he says, Arise, get thee to Zerophite, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I've commanded a woman, I mean a widow woman there, to sustain thee. And this is important. Get the point right. I've commanded a widow woman. Here is Elijah. No food. Remember, he was a prophet of God. He is fighting for God. But he's come to the place of conflict in his life. No food, no provision. And God said, I have commanded a widow. Now the choice of a widow is what amazes me. Why would God want to speak to a widow instead of speaking to a rich man in the city? Hallelujah. And the story is funny. Let's read it. And the next thing the Bible says, verse 10. 
So he arose and went to Zerophite, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. Hallelujah. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a muzzle of bread in thy hand. And he said, and she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I'm gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat and die. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Now, this is, this is the story. The woman was going to dress the last meal she has that they would eat and dry because there was famine in land. No provision anywhere. Are you listening to me? All right. And God said, no, this is what I want you to do. I know she was not trying to explain unto Elijah. Elijah already knew what was God was intent to do in the life of the woman. Because he said, I've commanded a widow woman to feed thee. Now let me share this with you. You are not going to lose your point at which God intends you to get a victory. Now you tell me, was it coincidence that the woman had to be at the gate at the right time when Elijah was coming out? No. I've commanded a widow woman and she was right on the spot exactly when Elijah was coming out of the wilderness. Right on the spot. You are not going to miss the moment God has for you. Hallelujah. Everything the woman was going to do next was based on the word of the Lord. Unknown to her, the Lord said, I've commanded. There was a commandment of walking a life for this woman. Unknown to her, there is something God puts in your heart, unknown to you sometime, to take you to your place of victory. That is why you need to pay close attention to what God says. You need to pay close attention to the word of the Lord. You need to be sensitive to the instructions of God. God said, I've commanded a woman to take care of you. And here was a woman coming out at the right time when Elijah was coming in, also at the right time. They met at the right time. You are not going to miss your moment. You are not going to miss your timing. In the name of Jesus Christ. They came, both of them, in this business, came together. God was going to use a widow to feed Elijah. And God was going to use his own ministry to supply the need of the widow. So it's symbiotic. Both of them were working together. One, both of them were in a terrible situation. Is anybody following what I'm saying? Elijah had no food. The woman had no food. Now God wanted to provide food for both of them. And he had to bring them together. One has a supply of the word of the Lord. The other one has a supply of natural things. Are you following what I'm saying here? So the woman came in with natural things and God came into Elijah with spiritual things. And they meshed together. And the needs of both of them were met together. God will meet your needs. Hallelujah. Israel, remember, there is hope of any more substance. What he was trying to say, we need to eat and die. By implication, no more hope. But remember, there is hope of the comfort of the scriptures by reason of what? The word of the Lord. She felt there was no more hope, but God was saying there is hope for you. And I have sent somebody 
to supply your need at this moment. Hallelujah. All you need to do is to follow instruction. All you need to do is to obey what the man of God will speak to you now. So look at verse 13. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not. Go and do as I have said. But make me thereof a little cake first. And bring it unto me. And after I make for thee and for thy son. And this is another terrible thing. Hallelujah. I mean, how is that going to be possible? You don't have any meal. This is your last meal. And the man of God is saying, give to me first. Everything you are preparing, give to me first. Before you give to yourself and your son. And that's a hard assignment. But when God instructs you, you don't mind what is in your hand. When God instructs you, you release whatever thing is in your hand. I keep on saying it. You can only do good when God truly instructs you to do what you are supposed to do. Even if that is your last penny. Even if your last coin. You seek and let it go if you can receive instruction. But I want you to understand. As you are releasing the last coin on your hand, God is making a double supply onto your wallet. Hallelujah. Are you following me? That day is the last meal? Yes. Give it to me first. And you know the principle? Seek a first word, the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all other things shall be world, shall be added. So what's the next thing that happened? Verse number 14. Elijah saying, said, For thus said the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste. Can I hear an amen? Neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sent rain upon the earth. Hallelujah! Remember, there was no food anywhere because there was famine in the land. No rain. And God is saying, listen woman, just give to me first. And everything you have we continue to multiply until there will be rain. So even if it takes one year, you're still going to have food in your house. Even if it's going to take two years, you're still going to have food in your house. Why? Because you do not only obey my instruction, but you also supply force to my servant. Are you following the mystery here? This is where the word of God is so important that if God speaks a word to you and you go by the instruction of what gives to you, there is an abundant supply. There cannot be, a, I mean, a shortage of supply in your life. Don't you ever think when you make good intention to bless the house of God, to bless the men of God, to bless the children of God, to bless missionaries, don't think you are making any mistake. I am saying you are investing in the kingdom of God. And in times of famine, in the midst of the famine, there will be supply and it will continue to be until the famine will be over. And so God spoke to this woman and he said, everything you have right now, this little cruise of oil you have, this little meal that you have, it will not deplete. It's not going to get finished. Even if it take two years for rain to come, you're going to have supply in your house. There's a comfort of the scriptures. There's a hope of the word of God. There is life and conviction. If only you can believe in what God says. Amen. And verse 15 says, And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and house did eat many days. Can I hear amen? They ate many days, not some days. 
Not a few days, many days. Hallelujah. And thorough study reveals that for one full year, there was supply in the house of this woman. Where there was famine in the land, yes, there was supply. Why? She had a commandment from God. Unknown to her that she was obeying God. Merely obeying the Lord. Obeying the scriptures. Obeying the word spoken. Obeying the prophetic word. Obeying that instinct that was within her. There was a supply for a whole year. Where others were crying. Others perhaps may be dying. Because there was no food. She had food in the house. And she could eat with her son. The son that was to die now. How to live. David said revive me. Through your promises. And give me life. This woman got life. Because of the promises of God. Hallelujah. And I'm saying you can have the same. I'm saying the same can come to you. Hallelujah. Verse 16 the Bible says. And the barrel of meal wasted not. Can I hear an amen? Neither did the cruise of oil fail. According to the word of the Lord. Which he spake by who? By Elijah. None of them failed. For those number of years. That the famine was on the land. The oil was in surplus. The food was in surplus. This woman could eat. The child could eat. Death was far away from their family. Why? Because she obeyed the instruction of the Lord. Most time when God is speaking to you. Don't raise a voice. You maybe could be wondering. Because you see. How could God have spoken to this woman. And imagine that she was going to supply. Elijah with the last meal. That she was going to be having. That's a terrible assignment for you to engage in. How is it going to be possible for you to release your last money? Because it's a project in the church. That's a terrible place. But if God speaks to you, I want to say this again to you. Don't always wait for people to gather before you do what you're supposed to do. If you understand what the kingdom of God is, if you understand that God can speak to you personally, please do the best you can. Praise the living God. Give out whatever the Lord is instructing you to give out. Follow the instructions of God for your life. And see to it that God and God alone is exalted, is glorified, is magnified. You do all of those things because you have the comfort of the hope of what? Of the scriptures. Praise the living God somebody. I need you to stay on to understand. A few weeks ago, before I got into the attack at her, remember. The Lord just ministered to me and saw this young missionary on the field. I really don't know him. But I saw a post he made on Facebook. I saw some picture he shared on Facebook. Very much in the interior. And it's a missionary. I have to DM him and say, can I have your account number? And then he sent me an account number. I sent him some money. He started praying for me. And I remember there was a particular statement he made in the course of his prayers. And when I had my attack, that word came to me as a wall of remembrance. You sowed into your life before the trouble came. Hallelujah. You can't understand when God instructs you to do certain things, you are already investing in your life. It's a promise that comes from God. It's a word of instruction that comes from the Lord. So here was this woman. It was, yeah, yes, the last meal for her and the child to die. 
But God have instructed her. Go show into the life of my servant. And that was all she needed. Nothing else. Obedience. Simple instruction from the word of God. What are we saying? There is hope and comfort of the scriptures. There is hope and comfort of the promises of God. Have God said anything to you before now? Go ahead. Follow the instruction. Has God impressed anything in your heart before now? Or what to do? Go ahead. Don't look at the season. Don't look at the moment. Don't look at the weather. Follow the instruction. You see the other side. How God will give life to you for simply following those instructions. Are we together, people of God? For me, God has been speaking. And wells have given me life. And given me hope. And given me comfort. Praise the living God. Are you listening to me? I am saying it can be the same with you. And the same God who speaks to me. The same God who gave me hope. The same God who gave me comfort and consolation. That same God is still your God as well. In your situation, it will give you consolation. It will give you hope. It will give you joy. It will give you strength. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org. God bless you.